Welcome to GM Box. I'm Osa. And I am Yuan. And today we are going to talk about death. Death. I mean, both of us are maybe obscenely fascinated by death. Um, uh, we call it death positive. Yeah. We're the kind of people who think that we should feel more free than we often are in society to talk about death. Uh, we are, are all going to die at some point, so maybe we shouldn't be afraid to talk about it. Maybe we shouldn't um, feel like this is an inappropriate topic. No, we still realize death is an impactful event for all involved. Yes. Um, but it's such a good way to turn a story. Yes. In some direction. Yeah. Along with being born, and dying is one of the things that defines a life the most. And framing death into something that helps you tell the story you want to tell can be a very, very useful tool. Of course, there are a lot of people out there, you maybe, players, who have trouble facing or trouble talking about death in various ways. Maybe because someone recently passed away in their life, or maybe because this is not something they're used to talking about, or a million other reasons. Specifically different kinds of death that you might want to be. Uh, more careful navigating. Yeah. So, as per usual, have a chat with your players uh, about uh, their opinions on the subject. Yeah. Uh, listen to our sensitive topics episode mm. uh, and use all the tools that we talk about in that episode uh, for um, for being able to talk about death um there are also some practical implications for any role-playing game because in most of them absolutely not all but for the vast majority of role-playing games out there there is a possibility for a character to die that is a thing that can happen in some of them this is a constant threat in some of them, this is uh, just a possibility if, thing, if things go terribly wrong. Uh, but it is a thing. And having a conversation with your players about their expectations is, I would say, a necessity. Yeah, but I think the most important part for uh, for a game master when player character dies is to make that death important uh, or meaningful in some way. This is not real life. Real li in real life death can be is usually rather meaningless, sad and non-heroic, glorious, yeah. whatever. Most of us don't go out as the final um, act of heroism that saves lots of other people. 
most of us will die in our beds after time of sickness or from something else like that and you have a chance to make your characters feel like they can have the fantasy that is a death that is not just a, a marker of the end of a meaningful life but also a meaningful death yeah Make make it a good part of the story. Uh, I, as a game master, uh, have only managed to kill one player character, and I I feel now, after a couple of years, uh, actually I felt that rather directly, but uh, yeah. uh, I I failed to to make that death meaningful uh, but it also was a bit of a tricky situation so I think I shouldn't take all the blame I, I think you did the best you could out of that situation uh, I've had a few uh, character deaths um, but most of the games I've played have been played where there is an understanding that if there is a possibility for a character not to die, but rather end up in a very severe complication instead, that is what's going to happen. The character will survive unless put in a situation where there really is no other way. Uh, so unless the player is being in intentionally reckless or intentionally sacrificing their character, the character isn't going to die. But I, I still... When not playing that, I've played several scenarios where I've had player characters die, and I've done my best to make that feel good. And I've had players who have thanked me afterwards for how their player player character got to go out. I also very much remember the first time I had a character that I had played for a long time. Uh, in in her case, was I had played it for two years, roughly, um, when she died. And she died uh, having taken a couple of minor hits. And then we entered a, a room. Uh, this was playing in a Swedish fantasy game. And I must have been like 13 at the time. Uh, we entered a new room. There was an animated armor there that came alive. And rolled a critical hit and killed my character in one. So it was just another room it there wasn't even any loot or anything in that room that was just another room in the dungeon boring yes that's one of the times i've considered leaving this hobby permanently mm. um i i feel as a player i want the possibility of death mm -hmm. i i want that risk and I intentionally put my characters in dangerous situations to have that thrill. Mm. Um, there is the effect that it is much easier to risk the life of a fictional character than it is risking your own life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. And still, I, I, I love my character. I would be devastated if she died. Yeah. But still, I, I want this, this risk. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I I agree, and I think that I started to really see how how much more meaningful it can feel to make decisions that are more risky if you are paid off with whoa i survived when there was a risk of me not doing so yeah uh, i mean sure it, it can also go in the different direction that the players turn out too careful all the time this is true uh, and that might lead to boring boring gameplay yeah um there's a balance yeah I will also say that there are players who prefer to have the more objective risk of death, where the what we have just referred to is whether again I don't want to say it's a meaningless death, but I want to say that it is it, it, instead of being the end of a meaningful life, one can also have it an ending to a life where the end the ending itself contributes in some way um there are plenty of um great heroic amazing people who have uh, then uh, tragically passed away in the middle of the night from a heart attack uh, that is not a meaningless death that is at the end of a meaningful life yeah um but uh the the kind of death where the death itself matters the grand sacrifice sort of thing um there are players who don't really care about that and feel like it's much more important that they get to keep track of the uh the number of bullets they have left in their magazine than uh to make them able to run away in a good way from uh, from the one shooting at them yeah well that's player style uh, exactly i th- i think it's really important that when a character dies uh that you as a game master allow the group to mourn yeah um allow them to have a proper funeral uh and and discuss and actually uh, process these very real feelings yes it's important to remember that while the the character might not have been a real person that doesn't mean that they weren't real to the players the the thing in their hands is something they they have formed uh, connection to it matters the events the, the fictional events that happen in a role playing game happen even if it's not in a a real life sort of way the point of a funeral in real life is to be there for the the living who want to reminisce and want to feel their connection to the deceased a funeral in a game has the same the, the same role yeah i know you wanted to talk a little bit about funeral rights yes uh because, <laughs> because there, nerd <laughs> because nerd uh there is a reason why i was the one who who asked Osa uh, to pretty please be allowed to have that occultism episode uh, that we did a while back um because i love these sorts of things do think about what funeral rights 
are available and when your characters would considered normal if you are playing in a modern day setting that is that that means you have a lot of it uh, made for you um, but knowing where they're displaying their body which typically means that you have to have a society where either people are very desensitized to the biological processes of death or have access to technology or magic that uh, unnaturally preserves the body. So those are required. But what does that mean where you need to see them as they were when they were alive? Um, Are your characters of the belief that if there are undead in your world, maybe they're scared that their body would be reanimated. So maybe maybe you want to have some sort of cremation or aquamation. Look that one up. Aquamation? Yeah. And it is a, a, a form, it's similar to cremation, but instead what you do is you essentially dissolve the okay. body. Uh, it re- results in a lot less uh, waste and a, a, you don't have the partially toxic uh, fumes from mm-hmm. uh, from cremation yeah. mm-hmm. it's it's a very uh, environmentally friendly mm. alternative to cremation which is already yeah. fairly uh, environmentally friendly um yeah <laughs> if you want more information about uh, uh death the funeral industry um just anything like that in real life you hit me up specifically on my <laughs> Discord, <laughs> Facebook, or uh, <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> yeah. I have I have weird interests. Yes, yes, you do. Yes, uh, but that's one thing. Aquamation uh, or something similar uh, with being injected uh, ejected into space might be a thing in a sci-fi setting, mm. um, but. What you do with your disease show what it is that you, uh, what you fear that you will lose when they're gone. And it shows what you are desperate to keep. Hmm. And whatever you do, it will tell you something. And it's not a bad idea, I think, to encourage player characters to in character have a conversation about what they would want when they die Hmm. as a way to bring up that conversation but yeah as as we said earlier and we have talked about earlier uh, is that death is is a useful tool to turn a story around or turn a story in a specific direction Uh, Especially when perhaps a beloved NPC dies. Um, and that could be a useful tool to make the players feel emotion, deep emotions, and uh, maybe hunt after a person that wronged them or mm-hmm. some, some, something the like. And remember that, that there is always this thing in storytelling about show, don't tell. Instead of saying this person is evil, describe what they're doing to show why they mm. are evil. In the same way, 
telling you uh, your players that this person is important to their character is not as effective as having a character actually become naturally important to them. You might find that they are more eager to defeat your big bad because the big bad killed the shopkeeper they like uh, than uh, they are to defend uh, the kingdom that is theoretically in danger. Mm. But you sparingly also. Yes. (laughs) If nothing else, because either this is going to be very taxing on your player, uh, on your players, or it's going to uh, result in them not feeling any attachments to anyone anymore. Ah. Don't don't make it your trademark. No, no. A little goes a long way. Yeah. Um, I I think uh, that's enough of on the heavy subjects. I think. Yeah. But do tell us. I mean, me in particular. If you want to learn more about, you know, funeral is it myths around deaths and undead, uh, because you're one of the relatively speaking few uh, who really liked the occultism episode and want to go back to that one uh, feel free to tell me uh, yeah and uh, make sure to bring a snack because <laughs> uh, he can talk about that for ages ages yes yes I can <laughs> I do apologize no never apologize I don't regret it I apologize but I don't regret it I will continue to do this and I'm uh, I'm sorry that I am and have no interest in uh, not being this way. <laughs> uh, so um, let's leave for something more uplifting, like episode epiphany. <laughs> oh yeah, this one is me talking again. Mm. Uh, Go ahead. I, I'm sleepy. So. Yeah, I don't. Th- think I've used this as an episode epiphany, but we've been bad at actually keeping track of with what we've used for the epiphanies. Yeah, maybe we should listen through and write them down. Maybe, but well, we haven't <laughs> before this episode, so uh, if we've already used this one, uh, bear with me, uh, or just use it twice. Uh, I ran a, a one-shot where uh, my... Uh, player characters were in modern day and uh, they were secretly demons. Uh, not terribly important to the, uh, the idea. Could be any members of any sort of oppressive organization or shady organization. Uh, the idea was that at the beginning, the group were just sitting around at a pub uh, and I gave them a few minutes of interacting and trying to get their upper hand socially and who knows what about whom uh, before a member of the uh, internal secret police uh, showed up uh, one of the few known members or rather two of them but uh, showed up and uh, just asked if they could sit down everyone of course agreed we all know that they can make life terrible for you for centuries if you don't agree. So, absolutely. Yeah, great. Welcome. Nice to see you. We 
have any of those other people who are terrible done something wrong? No, no, I'm sure all of you are great people, loyal people, and that it would just be a shame if anything went wrong over that other section of the city tonight, because that could possibly be linked to some of you not being as loyal as you say that you are, and we would hate to have to investigate that sort of thing. Anyway, have a nice beer, good night, and they left. This worked very, very well as an instigator for the group to do something, a call to action. Uh, where they didn't actually have anyone who had given them a mission. So uh, they had to go investigate on their own. But at the same time, it was very clear that they really had to figure something out. Yeah. <laughs> they really had to uh, prevent whatever what was happening. Yeah. Because otherwise they're <laughs> screwed. <laughs> yeah. It worked very, very well. And I mean, in, in, in that case, it's not really a possibility to uh, go after the person blackmailing them. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I was quite no. happy with that. Yeah. All of the characters were also very eager to, when when I pointed out that, of course, you wouldn't be involved in anything like that. Everyone went, no, no, we wouldn't. Absolutely. That sounds terrible. I, I'm sure nothing bad will happen there. <laughs> yeah. Did, did they prevent the bad thing from happening? They did. And the, the guy came back and... Uh, and specifically told them that uh, it, it was great that he only heard rumors of a few details and mentioned a couple of details that, as far as they know, uh, any there were no other demons that would have noticed them. There were a couple of humans, but mm. nothing else. No one should have known this. He mentioned a couple of those details about, oh, I had those things happen, but otherwise it all seemed fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, no paranoia here. No, no paranoia, not at all. That's fantastic. Um, but yeah, that's my episode epiphany of the episode. Yeah, e episode epiphany of the episode. E E O E. <laughs> anyway, uh, a bit of a shorter episode today. Yeah. But uh, talk to your players. And have fun. <laughs>